0: Alright, welcome back to Not Easy Being Geeky. Last week we talked about Ruby, and I got a lot of comments from you guys saying you really enjoyed the episode and that now you're binging it. So that makes me feel awesome. Glad you guys are enjoying it. Uh, This week we're also talking about something that I adore. And um, if you know me, you know my favorite band in the entire world is Queen. And that my favorite movie in the entire world is The Princess Bride. Do they go together? No. Makes no sense. But we're talking about The Princess Bride this week. And that's what really matters. And um, this movie means so much to me that literally when me and Justin had started dating, I told him, if you do not see this movie, we can't date because he had never seen it before. And he was like, ha, ha, ha. Good joke. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm I'm so serious. I am so serious. If you don't see this movie, we can't date. <laughs> True story. And uh and it's and and it's not just because it's my favorite movie. It's it's because if he did not see that movie and did not like the humor, he was not going to like me because my humor is very very close to that. I mean, I have a very like dry sense of humor and uh if you don't if you don't like that movie, you're probably not going to think I'm funny. But um so, this week we're talking about The Princess Bride and I'm really excited about it because, like I said, it's my favorite movie and uh, it, it's the perfect movie if you've ever seen it. You know, it's hilarious. It's got action, uh, romance. I mean, you name it, it's everything. So, uh, I mean, it's it's got an all-star cast, uh, Billy Crystal's in it. Uh, I mean, how how could you go wrong with that already? Yeah. Um, If you've never seen the movie, sorry, it is a very old movie. It was was late 80s when it came out, so you've had all the time in the world to see it. But if not, I'm sure there's plenty of streaming services that you can see it on. Like I'm sure it's on Amazon Prime, if I remember right, or or Hulu. One of those. It's got to be on one of those. Anyway, but uh, if you don't know what it's about, uh, it's... Long story short, this uh, sick kid, his grandfather... Comes to visit him, which the grandson is uh, Fred Savage from The Wonder Years. Iconic. Uh, <laughs> when he was a kid, obviously, in the late 80s. It'd be a little weird if he was playing a kid <laughs> as a grown adult. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's Fred Savage from The Wonder Years. And uh, the grandfather is Peter Falk, who was... Uh, he played... Um, Columbo from that show Columbo, you know the detective? Awesome show by the way. And also uh he looks exactly like my grandfather and sounds like him because my grandfather had that heavy cigarette voice, you know, that, that that's like you only gain by uh smoking cigarettes your entire life. <laughs> but it reminds me of my grandpa, so maybe that's another reason why I love the movie so much. It's kind of nostalgic for me. Um and so he's telling. He goes to visit his sick grandson, and and he says, "Hey, I got this story. I brought. I want to read it to you." And he's like, "Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to hear, it. Grandpa. I mean, what's it about? What's it about?" And he's like, "It's got everything." He's he's like, "Does it have sports?" And he's like, "Are you kidding? Like, it's got everything. Yeah, you know, it's it's great." And he's uh, it's so funny because, just to quote the movie, he says. It has fencing, fighting, torture, giants, monsters, escapes, chases, true love, miracles. I mean, literally everything. And uh, it's hilarious because he's like, all right, I'll listen to it. <laughs> like, you got me. What the kid does know is that it also has romance, which means kissing. So every time, like, there's like a kissing scene, he's like, is this a kissing book? And he's like, if you want, I'll skip over him. He's like, OK, OK, whatever. Eventually throughout the story, he doesn't mind it towards the end. He's like, you, you can tell the kissing parts. Grandpa he starts to like it. But anyway, so that's just a little snippet into, to the, the backstory of what, what it's about. So movie, uh, it, let's get into the actual story itself. Uh, that's just preparing you for it. So the story itself is uh, based around Wesley and Buttercup. They are the main characters Wesley, uh, in the beginning, goes off uh, to seek work uh, and and winds up getting lost at sea. And so Buttercup thinks he's dead uh, and sh- she goes into this horrible depression. And Prince Humperdinck, uh, who is, yes, Humperdinck, that is his name. Yes, it's okay to laugh. It's pretty funny. Like, what kind of name is Humperdinck? Um, <laughs> and... Uh, Prince Humperdinck sees her in town and she's this immense beauty. And so he wants to claim her as his, his bride, which he can do. It's is his kingdom. He can do that. And so she is betrothed to him at this time after, uh, I think it's like three or five years, something like that. I can't remember how long it's been, but uh, Wesley's been missing or dead, presumed dead uh, for this, extended a period of time and so she doesn't want to marry Prince Humperdinck she thinks he's a royal jackass uh which he is he is a piece of crap but anyway let's not let's not get too heavy into that he is a piece of crap though um but what's funny is she's like I can't stand this dude she literally like every chance she can she tries to get away from him and so In in the beginning, she literally would just ride her horse into into the forest and everything just to get away from him. She didn't like being around him. This kind of brings her into a big predicament, though, because then she runs into Vicini and Inigo and Fezzik, who kidnap her. (laughs) Yes, kidnap. Uh, They are trying to start a war (laughs) with the the neighboring... uh, Uh, kingdom and so yeah Fezzik and Indigo are just trying to get some extra cash Vicini just wanted to start a war he was like this is entertaining to me yes he literally started to wanted to start a war for his own entertainment uh (laughs) and so so they kidnap her and and their plan is to start this war well funny thing is is that uh Fezzik is this giant who is played by Andre the Giant, uh, iconic wrestler. Uh, if you don't know who that is, uh, sadly he did die a few years after that. I think that was his last uh, big appearance and anything. But he he's still uh does great in the movie. And then Mandy Patinkin plays Inigo, and these two guys, uh, you know, they're they're just trying to get some extra cash and and move along, whatever. And so. They take her on to this ship to try to get her closer to the territory that is the neighboring kingdom. So that way it looks like they kidnapped her. Uh, And so Vicini is this great, you know, intelligent person and who thinks he's, you know... I know everything, and uh, it's it's hilarious. While Sean does amazing in in this role, uh, so well that in a video game they literally basically had him play himself all over again, which is King's Quest. Uh, great, great game, love it. It's beautiful artwork, but uh, it's hilarious because they basically have him play himself again. Uh, he plays this knight, and it's hilarious because. They don't actually make him say the quote from the actual movie. They just keep playing up on it. So he doesn't say inconceivable like he does in the movie. He says, incredible, unbelievable. And it's, it's hilarious. And they actually have a battle of wits in the game. It's amazing. And um, sorry, I'm throwing all these spoilers at you. But like I said, th- this was already ahead. I already told you guys at the beginning. And so what what's crazy is inigo they're on the ship and he and and uh he keeps looking back uh behind the ship they're in this fog and it's nighttime and uh vicini says why do you keep doing that like why do you keep looking back it's impossible for anyone to know what we've done let her know let alone know where the hell she is and he's like I don't know I just have this strange, <laughs> this strange feeling someone's following us and he's like why do you say that because I see something behind us <laughs> that's Like, ah shit, what? He's like, what? No way. And then you see this tiny little shadow. I mean, it's a good distance away, but enough to where you can see it. He's like, probably some local fisherman out in eel-infested waters. (laughs) Like he's trying, he's like hoping, like, God, please don't let anyone have caught us. It's like he's in denial. He's in complete denial. Yeah. He's like, shit, they caught us. And so he's like, all right. Let's just go faster. He's like, you know, get that thing and that other thing. Move it. <laughs> he starts freaking out. I could I could go through this entire movie word for word. I guarantee you I could. I love this movie. And uh, <laughs> bad news is Buttercup uh, gets her hands free and her legs free and she jumps off the boat to escape. And so. uh they're like, ah, shit. She she jumped out the boat. And then Vicini says, go after her. And then Fezzik says, I only dog paddle. <laughs> and then <laughs> so he can't really get her. So they're trying to to get the boat turned around so they can catch her. And so then Vicini says, Uh, you know what that sound is, Highness? Those are the sounds of the shrieking eels. And uh, she's like, ah, shit. Uh, Yeah, these eels want to eat her. (laughs) So he tries to, like, scare her into trying to come back to the boat, which it's not a lie. They really are eel infested waters and they are man eating eels they're huge by the way uh hate to break it to you guys but back in the day they did not have great special effects so these eels look uh comically bad comically bad that is a very good way of putting it it's very bad but so do the rodents of unusual size <laughs> uh anyway so uh we'll we'll get into that later anyway and so uh Peter Falk at this point is like the, the eel starts to charge her and he's telling the story, like I said, to his grandfather. And so he stops and he says, You okay there? Cause the kid's like freaking out. He's like, It's just that you're looking a little stressed there. <laughs> I can stop if you want. And he's like, No, it, it's okay. So he's starting to get like, you know, really into the story. Anyway, long story short, uh, she gets. they get the boat close enough. The eel starting to charge her. Fezzik hits the eel. He picks her up out the water. She gets back on the boat. And then he says, I bet you won't do that again. Uh, <laughs> anyway, fast forward, and they get to the Cliffs of Insanity, uh, where you're about to see the most badass, iconic uh, fencing sword fight you've ever seen in your life. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, so they start... They, they're they climbing this rope and poor Fezzik is literally carrying all of them on his back up this rope. And they're like, how the hell is this guy gaining up to us so fast? And who the hell is this guy that's like so fast? And so... He starts to gain on them and he gets to the rope. He's climbing it just as fast, if not faster than they're obviously poor Fezzik. Like I said, he's carrying what, five people at this point, four people on his back. And and uh, so he gets all the way to the top and then Vicini tries to cut the rope so he can't climb it anymore. Uh, bad news on him. This dude clenches to the rocks. And he's like, he didn't die. Inconceivable. And, then, and so, so, uh, uh, Inigo says to him, you keep using that word. I don't think that word thing means what you think it means. Cause he keeps using it over and over again in the movie. And so he's like, I want you to fight him. Stay here, kill him. And he's like, I'm going to duel him left-handed. And he's like, you know what a hurry we're in. He's like, if I do it this way with my right hand, it's over too quickly. <laughs> he's like, I want a challenge. Uh, he's like, fine, have it your way. He leaves him, Fezzik, the girl, and Vicini leave to try to get a head start away from him. So he looks down at him. He's like, hello there. And he's like, oh, God. He says, uh, don't believe you could get up here any faster kind of thing, you know? And he's like, you know, if you had an extra rope, it, it could go a little bit faster. So they're having this funny banter, you know, like could kill you a little faster if you get up here a little faster. And so they get up, they have these words. He tells the the masked man how uh, he got his scars and his story and how he's he asks him, by by just out of curiosity you don't happen to have six fingers on your your left hand and he's like shows him he's like nah, dude sorry he's like all right And he's like well why do you ask he tells him well i'm i've been training my whole life to find this man that killed my father uh he also left me with these scars on my cheeks and so he's like sorry dude it's not me obviously don't have six fingers (laughs) and uh he's like okay so they, they have this amazing, amazing duel. It's so cool. Uh, and uh, crazy intense music. There's flipping. Uh, gets knocked out at the end. And, and, and uh, the masked man wins the duel and runs off to catch up to them. Then you get this dope fight with him facing the giant. He does a choke hold on him. Knocks him out. And you're like, dang, this dude's crazy. Finally, he catches up to Vicini and they have the battle of wits. And literally, it's an iconic scene. You can't you can't not have the movie without this. To me, it's it's so hilarious because Vicini tries to trick him and and, uh, switch the gauntlets. And little did he know it came to his demise, he dies because Wesley poisoned both cups. And so she says little buttercup uh the princess is like oh my gosh i guess you poisoned your own cup and he's like no it was in both uh i i've built up an immunity to this poison that's so gangster he trained himself to to be like i can i i'm good i the poison can't hurt me what that's crazy and so it's in, he, inconceivable. Yeah, inconceivable. And so she, she he takes her away, and she's like, "Oh, you, you, like, who the hell are you?" And he's like, "I'm the Dread Pirate Roberts, you know." Da 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 da. And she says, "Uh, it's talk, they're talking," and she's like, "Do you happen to know this boy Wesley? He he left to, to with you and, and never saw him again." He's like, "Ah, oh, I, I I do know this boy you speak of." Uh, he talked of this rare beauty and da-da-da-da-da. And he said, I can only imagine he meant you. And so she she's getting angry because he's like taking it so nonchalant that he killed him. And he said, It was the pleas that like uh that struck me. He said, The please is what threw him off because he's like, Well, what what was it? And, you know, he said, true love. Because he's begging for his life for him to not kill him. And he was like, hmm. So then she pushes him off this cliff. Uh, he goes rolling. <laughs> and then he says, as you wish, as he's tumbling down this cliff. And she says, oh shit, that's Wesley. <laughs> she dies off the cliff. She goes tumbling because she realizes she might have killed the love of her life. Spoiler, he's alive. <laughs> this whole thing is spoilers. Yeah, whole thing, spoilers. Uh, Spoilers! It's Wesley. He's alive. He's the Dread Pirate Roberts, and so, uh, they have this great, you know, uh, redemption. They're like, uh, they have this great homecoming together, and it's like, oh, true love. It brings them back together. You know. Bad thing is Prince Humperdinck has been tracking them this entire time. He's like the greatest tracker, apparently, and whatever. Good for him. Uh, anyway this dude tracks them down. And so he says, your pig fiance, Uh, hilarious. Your pig fiance uh, is too late. And so he says, we're going into the fire swamp again. Here's where some more bad shit. Crazy stuff happens. Uh, they head into the fire swamp they get buried in some quicksand they gotta fight they they gotta dance through these fire it's crazy a lot of incense shit is happening uh then they fight the uh rodents of unusual size which also like i said horrible uh looking but back in the day that looked amazing that looked amazing back in the day they're literally giant rats uh and he stabs it catches fire they they leave the fire swamp alive great yay happy ending no not the ending um Bad thing is, unfortunately, P- Prince Humperdinck, again, catches back up to them and he captures them. And so uh, he gets to this point and he's like, well, he promises her uh, Prince Humperdinck promises Buttercup. I won't hurt him. He's free to leave. Da, da, da. Obviously, that was a lie because uh, she said, I'll still marry you if as long as you don't hurt him. And he's like, all right, bet. <laughs> sure. Cool. He, uh, he, he, like I said, uh, Wesley then notices like, uh, that the guy that Prince Humperdinck has had with him, like on his right side this entire time, he's like, you have six fingers on your left hand. Someone I know has been looking for you. Knocks him out. They take him away. Poor buttercup. She's like, dude, I can't get away from this motherfucker. Like, (sighs) this sucks. Anyway, and so they take Wesley away and then you find out they're torturing him. That sucks, right? Uh, (laughs) And so, sorry, I'm like all over the place. Anyway, and so they're torturing him and trying to get like kill him slowly. It's literally this crazy uh, medieval machine that sucks the life out of you, like literally takes off years of your life. From the amount of pain it causes you. That's crazy. And uh, they invented it themselves. They built it. That's crazy. And so they're torturing him just for the fun of it. It's crazy. It's horrible. And little does he know that Buttercup has no clue about this. Like I said, she she's in the dark. She, she at this point is like, I, I have no choice but to marry this guy. And Inigo and Fezzik uh, team up to go save him. And uh, when they finally find him, they're like, oh, shit, this dude's dead. But uh, hey, we know this guy, Miracle Max. Uh, maybe he can bring him back to life. <laughs> Miracle Max is Billy Crystal, by the way. <laughs> so here comes some funny banter at you again. They find Miracle Max. They bring him to him and they're like, Got some some news for you. He's not dead. He's just mostly dead. And they're like, "Can you do anything?" And they're like, "Uh, you know, I'll see what I can do." They make up this magic pill, and he says, "All right, don't let him go swimming for about an hour." <laughs> and uh, they leave. They say, "Have fun storming the castle." Do you think it'll work? No. Uh, ha ha ha! Funny. Um, they they are carrying them him on his, on their back, trying to get him to Prince Humperdinck's palace to try to stop the wedding. And so, uh, it's crazy because like I said, this dude is like half dead. He he can't move. He starts to wake up and they're like, Oh hell yeah. He's awake. That worked faster than we thought. (laughs) And, uh, So they have to try to come up with this plan to storm the gates so that way they can get into the castle, break up the wedding, you know, save the girl. And uh, so Wesley is like, like I said, he can't move yet. He's they're literally like dragging him along this entire time. And they're like, how the hell is he going to fight when he can't even freaking move? They're just hoping, you know. And so. Uh, they they get to the point, they, they put this cloak on Fezzik and wheel him in a wheelbarrow up to the gates and set him on fire, and it freaks everybody out, they go running, uh, the gatekeeper, they're trying to close the gate so they can't get in, Fezzik, like a badass, lifts the gate, and... Uh, He's like, I don't have the key. And then Inigo says, Fezzik tears arms off. And he's like, oh, you mean this gate key? <laughs> they get in. They storm the castle. Then you get to this iconic point. And uh, Inigo is face to face with the man who killed his father. And he says, hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father, prepared to die Dude goes running, he's like, dude, I'm not about to deal with this Uh, He goes running So then Inigo goes chasing after him Which is, this is my whole, like, oh, this is my favorite part in the entire movie Like, this, this scene is, like, building up He's been, you know, training for this moment his entire life To get revenge on his father's killer It's crazy And so, he goes chasing after him Uh, Unfortunately, he goes in through this door It's locked, he can't get in He's, like, pleading, goes pleading to Fezzik from, like, the other side of the the building to, like, please, Fezzik, break the door down. I, I can't let him get away. He's, he's, like, in agony, like, I can't let this guy get away. And he Fezzik comes to the rescue, knocks the door down, and he keeps going. Inigo keeps going after this guy. He catches up to him. Unfortunately, as soon as he steps through the door, when he catches up to him, the six-finger man... Throws a dagger at him, hits him right in the stomach. And you're like, oh, shit, man. He was so close. And you think he's dying at that point. You're like, shit, man. No, like he was so close. And then the most badass thing happens. He pulls the dagger out. He slowly gets up and he says, hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And he's like, what the hell? This guy's like, he, oh man, you're getting up. Good luck, man. You, I just stabbed you. Inigo then starts to get up stronger, and he's he's saying it over and over again. Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You kill my father. Prepare to die. It's starting to get to this guy, and he says, Stop saying that. He comes at him charging, uh, you know, with, with this fencing. It's dope. This awesome sword fight. He's finally like at his at his uh breaking point and he's like hello my name is Inigo Matoya you killed my father prepare to die he unarms him he he gets he knocks his sword out of his hand and uh he's this guy is like now like oh shit I'm dead uh and uh he says hello my name is Enigo Matoya you kill my father prepared to die and then Count Rugen says no and then Inigo like I said he knocks the sword out of his hand and he says now offer me money and he says Yes. He 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 cuts his his right cheek leaves him with a scar and he, he says power to promise me that. Count Rugen then says all that I have and more please. He cuts him again on the other cheek. He's like begging him for his life at this point. And then he says now offer me everything I ask for and he's like anything you want dude like fine I get it just like whatever let me go. And he says this this is the line, man. It gets me pumped up every time I see it. He says, I want my father back, you son of a bitch, and drives his sword right into his gut and kills him. Like, duh, you can't give me the one thing I want back, so fuck you. i kill you, motherfucker. Here's my revenge. Done. Greatest, oh, like, the most kick-ass scene you've ever seen. Like, oh, I love it. So then, fast forward here, uh, other part of the the uh, what's going on while that's going on you see buttercup is like huh, oh, something's going on the the wedding got cut obviously because they they heard the gates were getting stormed <laughs> they're like who the hell's coming in she's like it's wesley i know it is she can't save me haha <laughs> bad news is they got married so they're still married even though uh they they cut the wedding short because uh, they said i do And so she goes to her chambers and she's like about to try to kill herself because she's like, great, I'm still stuck, stuck with this dude no matter what. Then you get Wesley and he's uh, actually on her bed and he says, there's a shortage of perfect breasts in this world. (laughs) It would be a pity to damage yours. And she's like, oh, my God, you're alive. (laughs) Yeah, great, great freaking line. And uh, it's hilarious because, you know, she's like, what what the hell's wrong with you, dude? Hold me. And he's like, "Uh, I'm paralyzed, basically. Uh, I can't move. And so she's like, oh, shit. (laughs) And uh, freaking Prince Humperdin catches up to them. And and he's like, bro, I've already won. Like, you can't do anything. Sit the hell down. I'm going to tie you up. Just shut up, man. Like, I I won. I got my girl uh and she's like but i already we're already married and he's like didn't happen and she's like what the hell you mean it didn't happen he said i do and he's like but did you and she's like oh well well no we kind of we kind of skipped over that uh shit i guess we're not married so good news they're not married yay and uh <laughs> uh then inigo catches up to him he's like uh you guys okay here oh shit he's tied up and uh where is Fezzik in all of this you ask yourself? Uh he wants to go get the horses so they can make a nice easy escape. And uh I'm go I'm I'm zooming through this cuz I'm hoping you guys are going to see the movie anyway. Uh so this is me just zooming past every all the cool shit. Anyway, uh everything's cool, everybody's happy, happy ending. Uh they jump out the window, land on the horses, make a speedy getaway. Uh unfortunately, they leave him to live uh so he can live in his cowardice for the rest of his life basically cuz he's a coward. But great ending, uh wonderful happy ending kiss, uh long story short, kid loves the book and uh he's like, "Hey, can you come back and read it to me again tomorrow, grandpa?" And that's how the movie ends. But but this movie is so perfect. I mean, I mean, I just described it to you very quickly, and I hope you go see it. I hope I gave you some good points to make you want to see it. But anyway, this movie is literally so perfect that the fan base is like, don't you dare touch it. Uh, there was this petition, uh, I think last year, that came out because there was uh, rumors that there was going to be a remake And the fan base went crazy. Like I was pissed. I was like, don't you dare touch this movie. It's perfect. That the perfect cast it's, it's hilarious. Like don't touch it. And, there was this petition that was going around and I signed it, like, don't make the remake. And even like the cast, like like I said, Carrie Elwes, he made this tweet and he quoted that line that I said earlier when he's like, uh, there's a shortage of perfect movies in this world. It'd be a pity to damage this one. Uh, so basically he quotes, uh, talking about the perfect breasts, but the movie. <laughs> and I was like, so heartbroken. I was like, how could you even think about remaking that movie? It's It's too perfect, man, don't touch it. And uh, didn't happen, clearly, because we're in 2020. Uh, So if they are making it, uh, I hope you know that no one's going to see it. Don't you dare. Uh, Last I heard of it, nothing was happening. I think the petition worked. Let's hope it worked, guys. Um, if, If not the petition, then the cast itself was like, don't you dare touch this perfect movie. You know what I mean? Like, who the hell would they get? You know what I mean? Like to play those iconic characters. What are they going to get? The Rock to play the giant? What the fuck? No, because they need another iconic wrestler and somebody that's big enough. But like, don't don't do it. Don't do it. It's, it's just going to go bad. And so, like, it, it's just too perfect. You can't touch it. it. It's it. It means so much to so many people. And. And like I said, the cast is just perfect. I mean, you got Carrie Elwes, uh, who who was also in Men in Tights, another great, hilarious movie for my childhood. Also, another thing that like wrapped my humor up as an adult, you know, like. And and then you got Mandy Patinkin, who is in Evita on Broadway, and and in Criminal Minds, like he, amazing actor, one of my favorites, like of all time. And and it's amazing because these people love this movie so much that. You know, if anything were to happen to it, they'd be furious. And like Manny Patinkin, like is always saying, you know, I never get tired of people coming up to me and saying, oh, man, you're the guy from The Princess Bride. Can you say the line? And he's like, he gets the accent going and he's like, hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And he and he says he said this in countless interviews that he he will never get over that, that he's the guy from that movie. You know what I mean? that he got chosen to play that iconic character. And uh, that that's amazing, man, that you have a cast that, like, would go to bat for a movie like that. I mean, that's how you know it's something really special. Like, that it can't be touched. You can... I mean, there's iconic movies and songs and things like that. And it's like when somebody tries to, like, remake it, you're like, why would you do that? And then it's like, no matter what, it never lives up to the original. I mean, perfect examples. Just just to throw it out there. Like, uh... When they redid Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, we talked about this a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago, and, and uh, not to mention like the Karate Kid, things like that, and like things that should never be touched. You know, they're already perfect. Like, don't, don't, it'd be like if they tried to redo the Goonies, too, man. Like, don't touch it. You know what I mean? they're just too perfect the way that they are so when it's redone it it's never as good and it it's it just disappoints people and you lost that on, on how much money you t- tried to remake you know just don't do it and um there's something about those old movies where yeah. it's just whenever you start watching it you remember your time as a kid yeah it's nostalgic you just it takes you back at, like to when you were a kid watching it there's it's it's like a time machine man and they're just so perfect and it, it would break my heart if they ever tried to remake that movie. like really. I, I really do hope the fan base with that petition was able to like stop that. Well, it holds up. It the, really does. Like the comedy's still there. The action's still there. Oh yeah. You know, there's their special effects they're <laughs> They are what they are. But that's what that's one of the main things that you love. About oh, yeah. It. It's hilarious. Like like you said, comically bad. And, um, you know, I, every chance I get if if I'm talking to somebody and they're like, oh, well, you know, just bring up a conversation. Well, what's your favorite movie? And I'm, I'm like, oh, no, no, you're not ready for this. I'm like, have you ever seen The Princess Bride? And they're like, no, I'm like, oh, no, I literally like half the time. If we're at our place, I stop whatever we're doing. I'm like, all right, here we go. We're going to watch this. And they're like, what? I'm like, no, 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 you cannot. You, you got to see this movie. It's it's amazing. And I have never met anyone that like when I got them to watch that movie, they didn't like it. They love it. Like even your mom, we watched it with her not too long ago. She had never seen it before. And, and I'm always quoting it and always talking about it. I mean, I am a huge fan. I mean, I have three copies of this movie, maybe four. Uh, <laughs> I have a VHS somewhere. I have the DVD when it first came out. Oh, yeah. And the 30th anniversary edition when it came out on Blu-ray, which was just a few years ago um got that too I have multiple copies of the book I have pop figures I mean you name it I have a pillow that says as you wish hell I have a tattoo of it on my leg it has the book their swords piercing it Wesley's mask and the quote as you wish on the cover of the book and if anyone knows Mandy Patinkin and Carrie Elwes on a personal level Can we make this go viral so I could get them to sign my tattoo? Because I'm still angry about the fact that I didn't get to go to Dragon Con last year uh, and meet Carrie Elwes because I was going to beg him to sign my tattoo and go get it tattooed on me immediately after that. Uh, I'm so serious. If anyone knows them, can we can make that happen? I would love to get their names tattooed on my leg uh, to go along with my Princess Bride tattoo. Can we make that happen, people? Um, I would, I would really appreciate that, but uh, I mean, like I I mean it like this movie is is so important to me. I mean, it's like my family's thing. We we always watch it together. Me and my brothers watch it. I mean, countless amount of times, and we quote. I mean, we could like I said, we could go through the entire movie and quote it word for word and never get sick of it. It's just such a perfect movie and when, when my husband first saw it, he loved it too then. And, and, uh, he, he bought me this special edition of the book and it's beautiful. It's got this beautiful artwork. And, and I cried when I got it. Cause I was like, man, like that's so special. Like some, you know, cause there's, I mean, countless uh, editions of the book, but this one's beautiful. I mean, it has like, uh, gold leaf trim. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. And anyway, just, if you haven't seen the movie, I'm telling you, you you have not lived until you see this movie. It's it's beautiful. It's got love, action, revenge, comedy. I, I mean, sound like the grandfather. I am the grandfather. I'm Peter Falk. Anyway, just go go see it, man. It's it's too perfect to not see it. And, and I mean, like I said, I've never met anyone that didn't love this movie when they saw it. it it's too good to not see it. And just I mean, like I said, amazing cast hilarious billy crystal nailed that character i, I mean i really hope that they ex- actually extend the pop figure collection and and make like miracle max and fezzik and and vicini i really hope that would be hilarious if they made a smaller version of a pop figure just for vicini because he's really short <laughs> that'd be hilarious uh I, w- I would really crack up with that <laughs> They can make it happen. Come on, Funko. Uh, extend it. Let's let's get Funko. If this podcast goes viral, I need two things to happen. I need Carrie Elwis and Manny Patinkin to sign my tattoo, and I need more pop figures. I need the rest of the cast as pop figures. Make it happen. Uh, come on, fan base. Let's make it happen. Uh, seriously, though, um, just... And like I said, go check out uh, King's Quest. I mean, it's hilarious. Beautiful artwork. Uh, they they. I mean, they quote the the Princess Bride constantly in that in the, in the first uh, act, at least. Um, and and it's it's beautiful, beautiful artwork. Great great story, and uh, also very similar because uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the guy from uh, Back to the Future? Oh, Doc Brown. Yeah, who's the guy that plays him? Now that I'm on the spot, right? Christopher like, Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. He voices the grandfather, aka the king, in King's Quest, and uh, he's telling his grandfather, his granddaughter stories of how he became the king, like little stories. So it's it's kind of like nostalgic in that way too. So they kind of go hand in hand together. He's he's telling his granddaughter of these these stories, you know. So anyway, uh, I really hope you guys enjoyed this this episode. Please go see this movie. It, it's it's so important to me, and I hope you guys enjoy it and. Again, just thanks for all the support, guys. I really appreciate it. Let me know how you like the movie when you see it. And uh, again, please, if any, like I'm so serious about this, if anyone knows Mandy Patinkin and and Carrie Elwes on a personal lever, pu- lever level, please get them to sign my tattoo. I would be forever grateful. I I, I mean it. Like make it happen. Uh, thanks again, guys. Hope you hope you guys enjoyed the episode this week. And as always, it's not easy being geeky. You guys have a great day. Don't forget to check out our website, dot geeky.com, where you can get links to all of our socials. Thanks for the support, guys.